Hello and welcome to the Anita Po Show, where I'm here to help you understand Bitcoin, realize its humanitarian implications for the world and gain financial sovereignty. I'm your host, Anita Posh. Hello from Zimbabwe. Happy to be with you again. This is episode number 169 with the title The Humanitarian Case for Bitcoin. I'm sharing with you 10 minutes of arguments why Bitcoin is important for the world and especially for the global south. I'll publish part two as a follow-up in the next episode. If you like it, please share it with your friends and family. The Anita Posh Show is hosted on btcpodcasting.com, a Bitcoin for Fairness project where you can host your podcast for free and at the same time earn Bitcoin. Prior solutions required that the host is running their own lightning node, which is no easy task yet. At BTC Podcasting, we are working together with Albi to make earning Bitcoin accessible for anyone. My sincere thanks go out to all individual donors who have helped me with my efforts with Bitcoin for Fairness to bring education to the people who need it the most. You can donate at anita.link slash donate. At the moment, I'm working on a mentorship program with online courses for Bitcoin newbies, human rights activists and community builders. The name will be Crack the Orange, like Crack the Code, which means to solve a difficult problem or mystery, to break a secret, to decipher coded intelligence with cryptography. Orange, of course, because it's the brand color of Bitcoin. Feel free to subscribe to my newsletter at anita.link weekly to receive news about Bitcoin adoption, education and about the courses. And now on to the episode. Thanks for listening. That I believe that the people in the global south, that's Africa or Latin American countries, that they are the people who need Bitcoin the most. They suffer from problems that we don't have here, luckily. I mean, it's great that we have all these possibilities here and this high uh, level of quality of life. But for me, Bitcoin here is basically a tool to save money or to speculate for the future, which is completely a great use case. But most people don't know that 45% of the global population live in authoritarian regimes. And they are the people who need Bitcoin because not to also to speculate maybe uh, and to, to ha make more uh, for the future, but in, in the first place to be able to use money because they have a broken bank systems mostly. They have dictators who oppress them. You don't have political freedom. You don't have freedom of speech. And Bitcoin is a tool that enables you to do all of that. So since nobody can censor your transactions and nobody can take your Bitcoin away from you, and it's also working peer-to-peer, -peer, meaning if I'm, for instance, a lot of African people from all the countries that Africa has are living in the diaspora. For instance, many Zimbabweans, two million Zimbabweans live in South Africa. I don't know how many, but a lot of Zimbabweans live in the UK. And they usually send money home. That's what we, what we call remittances. And if you send that over the current uh, banking system, you pay a lot of fees. And the people have 
in the African countries have then to go to visit to the, these banks and collect their money, which can be dangerous. It can be hours by bus uh, to go there. And with Bitcoin, you can do that immediately, directly from the person in the UK to the person in Africa. And um, this, that's a huge difference to the current system. And it also frees people because there's a lot of red tape also in these countries and financial oppression. For instance, in Zimbabwe, you are only allowed to send $37 a day over the banking system. So, I mean, you could say most people don't have that much money there. Yeah, that's also true. But there are also a lot of business people or people who want to do business with other countries to earn their money who are completely controlled by the government. And that is in so many uh, countries happening there that I believe that people in these countries need Bitcoin much more than we because we have a relatively good working banking system. I mean, also inflation is one of the points that, that's very important. We could say, okay, now it's the first time since 100 years that we also see high inflation in, in Germany, Austria, Italy, everywhere. But these people, like Zimbabwe, they have 500% inflation. Argentina, I don't know, 50%. It's just, I'm guessing at the moment. But Argentina is also a country that has um, foreign currency controls. You can't, like in, like in Zimbabwe, you can't just send money in and out of the country. And that was the reason why already in, I think, 2019, I did the first podcast interviews with people from Africa. And then in 2020, I went to Zimbabwe the first time. Because in Bitcoin, many people talk about how it can help people in countries like Venezuela with high inflation or Zimbabwe, but nobody was there. Nobody has been talking to these people. And um, so I did that in 2020 and did a talk there and, and um, got the first experiences and, and met the pe first people there, first contacts. And, that the, and so all my work was also focusing on this topic And um, at the beginning of 2022, I decided to um, establish a initiative, a nonprofit initiative called Bitcoin for Fairness, and was going to different companies and people to try to raise funds to enable me to go back to these countries and foster grassroots adoption. Meaning, I go there, um, try to identify trustworthy people who are interested in learning about Bitcoin and sharing that knowledge with their peers. So I believe it's very important that the people themselves get empowered and build their own structures. And that's what I do. I, I bring infrastructure, hardware wallets, or um, these um, nodes that you need to, to uh, run the Lightning Network. And um, yeah, so the goal is that people in these countries basically faster adopt Bitcoin than the Europeans or the Westerners in general, because I also think that it can make the gap between rich and poor, north and south, smaller. Some people then think Bitcoin can solve all the problems we have. I don't think that it can solve the wealth problem in general. There will still be people who are more rich than others. Um, but Bitcoin gives people a tool to be more free and to use it as a payment rail 
and to hold the money that can't be stolen from them by their government. And dictators and kleptocracies always are there just to steal the money of the people. And you can't do that with Bitcoin, and that's why I think it's so important. It doesn't sound logical for many people, I guess, but if you're using it, even here in the in the north, in the in the rich countries, then you are supporting freedom fighters because the more people who are using Bitcoin, the more stable the whole network. I mean, the network is stable. Don't get me wrong. Technologically, it's stable. But I mean, if the price goes up, everybody profits. Not only the people in the south, but also those in the north. And and so you basically, if you use it. You, you support freedom fighters in that countries who need to use Bitcoin to, to pay, for instance, for their demonstrations, um, to pay human rights activists that otherwise are cut off from the banking system because that's what happened in Nigeria, for instance, where the uh, central bank cut off the bank account of the feminist coalition who uh, were raising funds to support the demonstrations against police brutality. And the second thing is privacy. We see more and more and more regulations. The, the net, basically the, the surveillance net, is, is, is getting tighter and tighter. So we basically, older people can remember, I guess, uh, when we sent letters, we had something like the secrecy of the letter. So nobody was allowed, basically, to read your letter. So, but today with social media and all our communication, so many companies or governments can read all our communications and people then tell me often, I have nothing to hide. Well, it's not about nothing to hide. It's about that other people could take your data and discriminate you or take it against you to, to do something to you or something. It's dangerous, actually. And um, it's even more um, in financial means dangerous because if you, for instance, use a credit card to pay something, if you, you, you express your opinion. So if I were to use my credit card to support a certain political party or interest group, um, then um, the other party could come and cut me off or use it against me. And with Bitcoin, you can't do that because it's pseudonymous. And if you use it the right way, meaning on, on the Lightning Network or without KYC, then meaning without showing your ID just to an exchange, then it's private enough. It's, it's plausible deniability. So basically, you, you hide your traces a little bit. And that's good for you. And that's good for everyone. And um, privacy is, interestingly enough, also one of the human rights that are stated on the uh, United Nations Declaration of Human Rights. So, and in today's world, uh, governments and companies especially, like Facebook, etc., they all want to know all our data. And Bitcoin was built or has roots in the cypherpunk tradition. And these are the people who try to minimize the data that is used from you. So the, the developers and minds behind Bitcoin still are in this tradition. And they work that way that they develop Bitcoin in that way that they use just the data they need for it. And actually, they don't need your data, which is fantastic. And... And so that's why, why I also think that for Europeans or U.S. Americans, 
Bitcoin is very interesting as a payment technology and a savings technology that helps you regaining your privacy. Because with the central bank digital currencies, uh, which are spoken about in media and will come in a few years, we won't have any privacy anymore. That's it. Thanks for joining. If you've enjoyed this, please subscribe to my newsletter at anita.link weekly to get all my updates into your mailbox and recommend it to your friends. If you can afford, please support my work with a donation at anita.link donate. Music, Late Truth by Audio Hertz. See you soon at the Anita Post Show.